0: You're listening to Them Three, a podcast that inspires people to be themselves while living life on purpose, with purpose.
1: We're the McCleskies, two brothers
0: and a sister.
1: Raised by the same parents, generations apart. When getting spanked was a considered abuse. And when riding the bus without seatbelts was fun. (laughs) Join us as we inspire siblings like ourselves to have more effective communication within their own family units. You be you
0: and inspire others to do the same.
1: Uh, oh,
0: yeah. Welcome yes. to Them Three Podcasts. <laughs> we just jumping right in
1: today. Hey, that's what we do. That's, what we do. that's it. I'm right. Stacey
0: McCluskey. Y'all can call me
2: Stacey. Mm
1: hmm. My name is Billy McCluskey. You can call me Bill. <laughs> and I am Tim McCluskey Jr., the
2: eldest. You can call me Tim Jr. The eldest. The eldest. Yeah. And this is Them Three Podcast. Welcome, welcome,
0: welcome.
1: How's everybody doing today? How y'all hey, doing? I'm good. I just want to let everybody know, off the rip, I'm going to uh-huh. be eating peanuts all through this joint, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just need a little I can't wait till we done. <laughs> Why? Wow, what you going to be eating I'm when we I'm going to be
0: done. What you gonna be eating when we done, Tim? Uh,
2: I don't know. Deborah cooked some. Uh, she, she she air fries some chicken. That was so good.
0: Mm. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest inventions of modern times is an air fryer. Yeah. Let's throw that out
1: there. Yeah, I agree.
0: It really is. It really is. I got this Ninja air fryer. It air fries, it air roasts, air broils, it bakes, it toast, toast keeps things warm and dehydrates. It is. but ble- I, I rarely use my oven now.
1: Oh wow. wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, so when we when when I say I shouldn't say we when Kim uses the air fryer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, I mean, she does like chicken wings, these lemon pepper chicken wings, mm-hmm. fire, uh, fire and and some Cajun chicken wings. The chicken you know, tenders are good. Uh, French fries. But one time she tried to put in some broccoli because I, I make this popcorn broccoli and I usually put it in the oven. You know, and it's like broccoli spears. You cut them up, kind of small, and you know, you season them, put some oil on it, and they they come out crispy. You know, and it's a healthy yeah. meal, and they're pretty good.
0: Yeah.
1: She's like, I'm gonna try these in the air fryer. No, ma'am. <laughs> it did not work. You know. Yeah. And uh, so so we ain't we ain't really figured out the vegetables yet, but uh, yeah, definitely the chicken and the wings and and the fries and stuff in the air fryer, pretty good, pretty good.
2: Yeah, that's how I like to do my. Um... My my Brussels sprouts in the oven, A little yeah. olive oil along, and some yeah. seasoning, and then they they are good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. I like it. tried yeah.
1: vegetables yeah. in the air fryer yet? I'm
0: gonna try. Casey, it.
1: what you been up to this week? What's up? what's been Ooh, going honey, on? Honey, I mean,
0: what's been going on? It's it's only Thursday, and the country almost burned yesterday. <laughs> 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 I mean, what have y'all been up to? What have y'all been up to?
1: Oh <laughs> my my my.
0: Right.
1: Hey, bye, bye. Hey, I saw this. I saw this meme the other day. It said, um, uh, "I was looking so forward to uh, 2021, and we made it six days in. All right, I'm looking for 2022
0: now." <laughs> oh, no, and, and what's so crazy is folks are like, "Oh my God, this is this is in America. This is I can't believe this is happening. You can't. We right. we, we, saw, we all saw this coming. This is yeah. uh, this is not a surprise in the least."
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's unfortunate because when I, you know, I started getting all these texts yesterday mm-hmm. from folk we know, and I was just like, I'm gonna have to just turn my phone off. Yeah. And and I went, I went to to, to CNN uh, for like one minute. I said, No, I ain't even to waste my time looking at this
1: foolishness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but you know I, what's I what's do. crazy to me is like a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the Republican, the Republicans who are who are who are politicians mm-hmm. who were going to object to, you know, uh, Biden being the, the, the president elect. Right. During this process yesterday. And then all of a sudden they had this upheaval. And then they say, you know what, I'm not going to object now. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And I'm like, but it's been crazy. It's
0: been crazy. Exactly. And one of the,
1: one of the uh, senators from South Carolina, I forgot his name. But he was, he was saying enough is enough, and he's been a, the biggest supporter of Trump. And you know, he's like, and he said, Trump and I have had a great journey, and I hate it to end like this. But enough is enough, you know. He's saying people are saying fraudulent. We got thousands of you know fraudulent votes, and dead people are voting. And I asked them to show me show me ten. You got a thousand. Show me ten. Nobody showed me one. Nobody showed me dead people are voting. Nobody showed me that. I'm like, why are you just now saying this though?
0: Yeah. You, you, were know object, it. you were going
1: to you were going object for what you know what I'm saying for so I mean, that's what. are these real leaders right you you know you got this story out here there's nothing no facts behind it yet you just followed this man or this mm. this this story this fraudulent story and and but you're supposed to be leading your people I don't get it I don't understand well I do I, I think I understand I, I think this, this this individual
2: had such a strong following uh, mm-hmm. in the this party in the Republican Party that those who chided him to any degree number one he was going to lash out on them on Twitter or some kind of social media account but then his that person's base and his constituents in his own elected yeah. state or city, um, they were going to come back and say, oh, you against the president? We against you. Right? Yeah, so, right. I mean, I mean, he set it up real well, but now is the perfect time for them to say, oh, no, right. now show us the proof. Because it makes the president look so bad now <laughs> because you had all these people coming in and, and running amok and that kind of thing. And I thought it was really interesting. You didn't have, you didn't see the National Guard then you had the police in there taking pictures with folks. Right. Mm-hmm. You know oh, they let them they, in. This is yeah. this is real America. Now, I understand why they let them in. Because you had, I don't know, over a thousand people there with guns. And if one person shot wrong, and all yeah. of a sudden you got all these crazy folk out there shooting, you know, you probably had some drunk folk. I mean, ain't no telling what these folk were doing. They were riled up. They, they were, but, but see,
0: they knew that they were going to show up with their guns.
1: This, I, Oh yeah.
0: They knew and, and 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 it wasn't a secret that they were gonna show up today. It, it wasn't as if this was, oh, we're surprised. No, they knew they were coming with their gun, and half of them would be drunk. They know who these people are. They want to pretend like, but see, last summer during all the protests, Black Lives Matter movement, they were lined up like they were getting ready to fight the Avengers.
1: Oh, no doubt. They
0: were ready. Folks weren't showing up with guns and weapons and drunk. People are marching for justice, for the right to live equally under the law. Meanwhile, these crazy people show up, these terrorists, let's call them what they are. They are terrorists, domestic terrorists, and, and they do nothing. They do nothing. So yesterday was a clear example of what I think, as Black and brown folk, we've always known that this is America. This is what America is built on, injustice.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I think it was a a clear uh, picture, you know. Of, of, we talk about white privilege, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, can you imagine if it was a bunch of black people climbing over the walls, you know, doing that, trying to get into the the the, the capital built. I mean, that that would have been ridiculous. But I think that you know, I, I don't know what we we have titled this particular uh, podcast, um, this episode, but I, I think we were talking about are you lying to yourself? I mean. You know, to me that, you know, what happened yesterday and what's been happening related to this subject matter is really evidence that, you know, sometimes people, we lie to ourselves. You know, we continue to lie, even though we see the truth, we see the evidence that that supports otherwise, but we continue to believe the lie. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And 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 I see this on a small level. You know, there's levels to this, but I mean, I mean, it's it's just amazing how you can like because to me, when I look at Trump, I'm like, it's obvious what what kind of person he is. Like yeah. it's so obvious. He he, the, what he what comes out of his mouth, <laughs> what he does consistently, like it's obvious. But other yeah. people don't see that, and I'm like, "How do you not see that?" Because yeah. they want to believe the lie. They want to believe what they're going to believe, regardless of the facts.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's 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 look at look at America for what it really is. People have been able to live a certain way with a certain expectation. Yeah. And it's now changing, mm-hmm. and it's not. I mean, let's 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 consider this. Black and brown people don't make up 60% of the, of the population in this country. So it's not like we take it over because we're the majority. They're still the majority. But their children and grandchildren are now lining with black and brown people. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. since that's now happening, they just can't believe it. It's like they're just losing power. And that's all this is about, right. losing power and control. Yeah. I mean, you have a black and Asian woman that's going to be the vice president of this country. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how they really genuinely feel about that? She could potentially be the president of the United States. Yeah. Oh, she's
1: gonna be the president, right? Yeah. I, Hillary, I, <laughs> Hillary <laughs> couldn't do that. He's gonna be the president either, for one of two reasons. Joe Biden, he's you know, he's he's an older guy, you know. <laughs> uh just like you said tim you're the eldest <laughs> he's an older gentleman
0: he is an older um, gentleman
1: and and uh and then you know you, you look at based on how the tenure goes um you know she's probably gonna run you know yeah. if, if if joe biden fulfills his four years or eight years then who's probably most likely gonna run it's probably gonna be her but um or Stacey abrams you know what i mean just, listen just, hey
0: listen
1: Ooh. oh that woman oh. I, I-
0: say joe biden put her in charge of everything the way she organized for the the presidential election and then for the election the runoff the senate runoff in georgia you
1: know yeah
0: yeah that that right there just goes to show when we come together and when there's true leadership yeah we can change the world truly
1: yeah 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 Yeah. but i think i I think think the world is looking for that yeah they're looking at and they're like you know what, why aren't we doing that in Tennessee? Why aren't we doing that in Mississippi, Alabama? And because if you look at the numbers, and I don't know the specific numbers for uh, Georgia, but I think if I remember correctly in Tennessee for the presidential election, there were like 3 million people that voted, maybe three to 4 million people that voted. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. So how how many people live in, in Tennessee? That means the majority of people are not voting. Right. Right. And, 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 and we could really shift the numbers in Tennessee if we got, you know, more people in Nashville and Memphis to vote, which are blue cities, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, you know, that was part of their strategy in Georgia. They were like, look, Atlanta is a blue city mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of the surrounding counties. But a lot of these people are not voting. Right. right. So what we have to do is educate them, make sure that we have resources to enable them to vote. And then, and that, and that's what happened. Like, look, we can win. It reminds me of like stories I used to read about slavery in Mississippi, where this, you know at one point in the 1700s or maybe 1800s, slaves outnumbered, you know, white people like 21 to one. You know what I mean? I'm like, they could have just rose up and be like, yo, we taking yeah.
0: home, cause yeah.
1: we got numbers. But I mean, it's the same thing. So it's just education people don't know. And uh, just being able to just make it, value their vote basically well and that's how the think, electoral
0: college was put in place because they outnumbered you yeah
1: know? yeah well and i they, think i think too billy you, you
2: you hit on something you know it's i think it's bigger than just educating people on policy i think you have to give people a reason to feel like they have something to lose so it you know i look at what bill clinton did um he said okay you, you, you are, are receiving resources from the government. You have so many years. We're going to create this program so you can become self-sufficient. Yeah. And they became self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So what happened to our economy? We had a surplus. Don't figure. Mm-hmm. Because now you got people who instead of receiving all these benefits from the government, they're now contributing because they got a job. They're able to pay taxes. They've become educated. And so now they got something to lose. But if you got somebody who ain't got nothing to gain and ain't got nothing to lose, right. why should he vote? Why should she vote if they've never voted before?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So there has to be something that Biden and um, uh, Kamala Harris is going to do now for all of those people who are truly suffering. So if there's 40 million people, what you gonna do for the 40 million people in the next four years? Right. Because right. they'll vote for you again if you do something for them. Right. It doesn't make any difference whether they're Republican or not. If you do something for them and they're able to get their businesses back up and running and people are able to really go back to work, they're going to vote for you because you put money in their pocket. Not a stimulus check,
0: right? but a
2: consistent check that they can take care of their families with. And they're paying taxes. Yeah. So it's a win-win across the board. Right Right, right now, when that's I not happening.
1: People think- are getting excited about the $2,000 check, though.
2: I mean, I
0: don't know why it ain't enough. It's not like it's coming every month, which it should be I quite know. frankly. I mean, you look at other countries and you know they they're getting a check every month and not to say just, ooh, I'm getting a check. No, people, people have lost their jobs. I was just talking to a lady in the park when I was walking my dog Flower. And um, she was just talking about how in Midtown in New York, you go down there and it is a ghost town. These are businesses that have been around for generations. That they just had to close up shop and not only did they have to close up shop they're still paying rent on these spaces because the the people who hold the leases won't let them out of it Mm. but they're spending savings and spending generational money like people in this country need help and the fact that these people sat on their behinds last winter last fall and winter and couldn't decide what they were going to do for people meanwhile they're collecting their bonuses up on the hill and, and having a lovely time with their families during Christmas and people are suffering people are s- literally suffering on the streets and thank god they they signed the thing where they, you can't evict people from their homes now right you know or their apartments but if that hadn't been signed more the homeless rate would go up you know or people be moving back I'm, in I'm, with parents and, and friends and whatnot
2: I'm, I'm going to monkey rich in this. You're you gonna
0: do what? So, you know, He's
2: gonna throw a monkey wrench in it. In His Nashville. wi-fi uh, all the way together. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, um, I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench in this. So, so 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 you know, I'm in I'm in the Nashville area, metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. And last year, you know, there was an expectation of over 500 conventions that were supposed to converge onto the city of Nashville, which would have brought a lot of tax revenue.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But guess what? We had COVID. So all of those conventions were canceled. In fact, I was supposed to participate in two of them, which would have encompassed over 12 or 13,000 people that would have come and, and spent money and, and, and had created tax revenue. So what happened? They raised property taxes mm-hmm. because there was no plan. Mm-hmm. And, and what I look at is, you look at how they manage money. Well, we know what's gonna happen later, so we don't have to worry about the money now. Nobody's really planning the future.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: See, and I think that's one of the challenges. We just assume there's always going to be more and more and more. And that's the consensus, I believe, in America, is that there's always going to be more money. There's always going to be more opportunity. Somebody's always going to come to my business. I'm always going to have my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, This person's always going to love me. I'm always going to have cable. That's not going to always be the case. And then (laughs) all of a sudden, when things change, when things change, People aren't ready for it. Now that doesn't, I'm not looking to be insensitive to where people are hurting, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking at the overall picture. What do we need to do differently now in terms of how we live and manage money so Mm -hmm. we can make sure we're prepared for the the downturn next time?
0: No, I mean, I I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. But I do also think no matter how prepared you are sometimes, Nobody was prepared for a pandemic in modern times, right? No one, which they should have been. I think during the the Obama administration, you know, they, they were prepared for it. They had a, a whole team just in case a pandemic happened because it has happened before. But I, I, I think no matter how prepared you are, as you say, a monkey wrench can be thrown in and can just turn everything upside down. Mm-hmm. And so... I have a savings, I have a 401k, I have a pension, I have a couple of savings. It, it could get to a point where I could deplete everything. You know, Can I go get a job at the grocery store? Yes, okay, but that's not gonna afford or pay for my life. Have I cut back on things? Yes, which I think a lot of people have but people who have kids, people who have sick kids, people who have to pay for certain medicines that they need that the insurance might not cover. I mean, we're talking about little things that sometimes no matter how much you have saved and prepared and all this good stuff, that monkey wrench can be thrown in and can turn everything upside Mm -hmm. down and make you go, whoa. And we live in a country where we always talk about we're the greatest country in the world. And this government, this administration specifically has looked at their citizens and gone, well. Sorry, we'll get to you when we can. That's kind of what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, how do you, you know, and, and back to the question: Are you lying to yourself? <laughs> back, you know, no, because I think it's, I think it's relevant, you know, based on what you're, you guys are saying. Um, because if we think, hey, I'm, I'm good. I'm always going to have this. I'm always going to have money. I'm always going to have these resources, or I'm always going to have family or love or whatever. Are you lying to yourself, right? And then even when we prepare for it, when we when we save money and when we invest and we try to make, you know, um, uh, create a life that's conducive to having a monkey wrench or unexpected surprises coming up, uh, are are we really just lying to ourselves? You know, when I hear people say that the U.S. is the greatest country and all this, you know, I started to question that several years ago, right? But I think that you know, sometimes, you know, how do we know, <laughs> you know, how do we know that we not lying to ourselves? Right? Because when, when we believe, we believe something and, and we just believe it so strong, I think sometimes we don't see the truth or we don't see reality because we have, we believe what we believe. You know, if that, if that makes sense, y'all, you, you have this belief system and the, I, okay, let me give you an example. <laughs> Let me give you a chance, cause y'all looking look, look at me like y'all confused. No, but uh, so so there's the, the debate out: uh, who's the greatest of all time when it comes to basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Now you got people who love Michael Jordan; mm-hmm. they ain't gonna hear nothing else. And then you got people who love LeBron James; they ain't gonna hear nothing else. They already believe what they believe. Right. And you can show them stats. You can show them, you can say Michael Jordan won six championships. LeBron only won four. Right. And you can say, you know, Michael did this, this and that LeBron or, or vice versa. But it's just a matter of opinion or whatever. But, you know, you're going to believe what you're going to believe. Right. And it's a fun. It can be a heated debate. But, you know, most of the time it's a lighthearted debate. But but I just think when it comes to serious things, you know, uh, I look at my personal life right and I say am am I doing things correctly in my business do I have it going on hey this this company reached out they want to do an interview on me they want to, they put me in the paper do I got do I got it going on you know do I believe that right or 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 even vice versa you know if I make mistakes do I believe I'm an idiot but I, I think that I'm gonna answer my own question in order to to get to the right place mentally, we just have to constantly check ourselves. You know, we just have to constantly, uh, we talk a lot about communication amongst each other, but what, what's the communication you're having with yourself, right? Are you really saying, hey, how can I do this better? Or how can I fix this? Or is this where I need to be? Or do I need to seek advice? Do I need to seek counsel on this so I can make sure things are in order? Um, you know, so we can quit line ourselves because any issues that I've had, big issues, is, is normally because I'm telling myself, I lie, but I, I, I just believe it. <laughs> that's
0: so true. You know, I, I've experienced the same thing. You know, when I'm lying to myself, it's usually the big issues. And it's because we're we we we're comfortable where we are a lot of time, or at least for myself. It's like, I, I, I dealt with hardcore last year procrastination. And that's one thing I said, I don't want to bring into 2021. I want to leave procrastination there and move forward um was I lying to myself when I said I want to leave it there of course I was because I think procrastination is a huge part of every every person's life but it's how you allow it to affect you and how you allow it to affect what you need to get done um I think and so I had to check in with myself and say okay how am I feeling today am I feeling too comfortable you know you got to get uncomfortable to get Mm -hmm. things done um but I think too um we lie to ourselves because we don't wanna deal with things, mm. especially when it comes to like difficult conversations. I think about how Tim said, you know, a lot of these people, their their children and grandchildren are aligning themselves with black and brown people and, and, and politics, you know, that will help us all, but their parents can't see that. And so, um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was lying to myself that I wasn't going to lose my train of thought. Uh, like, <laughs>
1: right, let me procrastinate on that. <laughs> like, oh.
0: But um, I, th- I, think, I
1: think you're right, Stacey. I...
0: No, I think, I think well, what I was going to say was, I, I think they, we don't want to deal with things. It's like those conversations. A lot of times, you don't want to have to have those conversations with your parents, especially when it comes to politics. Mm. Because you might be on totally different ends of the spectrum. And that can be scary. You know, but I always I always say, if you lead with love, if you lead, you know, with kindness, if your intention is to, to say, look at this, look at this from my perspective, you know, try to step in this person's shoes, you know, then you can have an effective conversation, but sometimes we just don't want to deal with it. I know yeah. sometimes I keep things to myself and lie to myself about things I need to say, because I'm like, I just don't feel like gearing up for the fight. Yeah. Because
2: I, I feel like it's going to be thrown, things are going to be thrown back in my face. Yeah. So I agree with you. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes I think that lie um, comes down to us accepting the fact that the truth sets us free. I'll give you an example. Um, so I've always felt like it's my responsibility to take care of my wife and my son. And, and during the pandemic, You know, I'm at home and there are times when Deborah would have to go into the office or the school and work and Rowan's doing his thing. So I would try to, you know, make sure the clothes are washed, try to have some food cooked when she came in, just Mm -hmm. uh, and then trying to work, too. Um, And a part of it would would get a little overwhelming, but I was so used to it it just at the time being me and Rowan that I just kind of took on that role. Well, there became a moment where Deborah came home and she was upset because um, I needed to go take Rowan uh, somewhere, but I didn't ask her. And she said, why don't you ask me? I can take her. I'm like, well, I know you're getting home from work. I want you to relax. You know, I can go do this. Mm-hmm. And, and it bothered her that I wasn't using the resource God gave to me mm-hmm. to help make my life easier. Mm-hmm. And so we had a really candid conversation. So those truths had to come out. Yeah. Right. And, and she was actually upset that I wasn't. It was as, as, as if I didn't appreciate that she was available. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking after that conversation, two days later, I'm working. She comes home. She goes straight to the kitchen and she's in there. And next thing you know, I'm here. I'm smelling food. And I like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. She takes him a plate. She brings me a plate. And it really just this wave of freedom just dropped, like that weight that I had put on myself, Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I'm lying to myself saying I got to do everything, right? right? But I didn't have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I didn't open my mouth and say what I felt. And I think that's part of the problem. People aren't really saying what they feel, even if it's wrong, for fear that somebody will reject them. Mm -hmm. We don't like rejection. Oh, honey. So we say nothing.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, and so that just helped me. And so now I'm like, every time I feel a certain way, let's have a conversation. Let's Mm -hmm. talk. And so much more comes out of that. And I think you evolve as a person, you evolve in your Mm -hmm. relationship. And that's one of the reasons I love the accountability call that I do with Billy, because it's helping me to see where I'm challenged. And then I start to think, okay, I need to be accountable to this. So I'm gonna tell my wife this. And I'm gonna tell this person that. So now I gotta be accountable to somebody else. The truth is coming out. So I'm forced to deal with what I've been lying about to myself. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that, we get better. It's not overnight, it's a little bit at a time. Just a little little bit more at a time and we get better and better. Next thing you know, people are like, man, you blew up overnight. No, no. just Mm -hmm. a little bit at a time. Over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Hey, that's man, that's powerful, man. Uh, There's so many lessons in that. But I think the main one I heard you say was just, you know, we, we sometimes we don't recognize our resources that are right there in front mm-hmm. of us. And, and it could be in other people or uh, in in intangibles as well. But, man, that's that's so key. Uh, and and we and that's why I think accountability is important. You know, we, we got to constantly either have somebody check us or hold us accountable. Or we just got to check ourselves, man. That's key. The, the ability to do a self-assessment is Ooh. so powerful. You know what I'm saying? To look at yourself and say, okay, I'm getting these accolades and people think I got it going on, but what, what do I really need to be working on, right? right. And what are my, my weak areas and where do I need to sharpen the saw? That's, that's really key. And, and having that core group, whether it's a family member or an individual or accountability group or whatever, really helps stacy you in accountability group you just don't ever call in Hey, do me do me a favor too, stacy stacy can you change your name on the uh zoom to stacy anastasia mccleskey because <laughs> it says timothy mccleskey jr i think and, it's because uh, um yeah i had
0: signed I know, into I his know. account yeah yeah that's i thought bad. about that
1: the
0: other day, but uh-huh. I, I didn't. Ch- I lied to myself and told myself that double, I was
1: going
2: to change it. Hey, hey Tim, how I you forgot. liking the new
1: house, though, man? You moved in, you got moved in and all that good stuff. How are we looking at?
2: You know, um, it, it's,
1: it, it's it's interesting
2: because it's it's bittersweet um, in that, you know, and I and I and this is something I'll probably talk to my clients about when I get back out speaking. Again. But I was telling Deborah, you know, this little small house that was about a thousand square feet and we had so many issues with it, but it has so many memories. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, From the, the ending of my, my, my first marriage to my second marriage and everything that I've learned and how I've grown in the midst of all of that. And so it's, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, Mm -hmm. it's calming. Um, It's I don't hear nothing outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey
1: i ain't, ain't gotta worry the, about it. to the suburbs
2: yeah you know? <laughs> well, i tell you what deborah was like one time we were talking i was standing up and i heard something and i, I she said you just dropped to the ground <laughs> huh? and she's like what you doing i said you need to get out <laughs> <laughs> wait but well, this was when y'all
0: was over on the, at the other house
1: at the in the at the, cast, the other at the cash he
0: was like in,
1: wait a in the I thought those were fireworks <laughs> listen you, you would think those are fireworks <laughs> we got, if you ain't been over here
2: yeah we, we got six eyes we got six eyes on the stove that work back then we had one uh wow. Yeah. One
1: <laughs> oh yeah. My guys
2: oh
1: y'all, hey, y'all got what upgrading. two two or
0: three working bathrooms
1: Ooh,
2: working bathrooms. Working. <laughs> we got we got one, two, we got three working bathrooms. Wow, look at God.
0: Let me tell you something, because Timbal, I used to be afraid to pee in your bathroom.
1: Oh, my goodness. I,
0: the way I would pee real quick and wash my hands so fast and get out of there. <laughs> Man, because it was just so many elements and layers and spirits <laughs> and energies and things. I was uh, like, just focus, focus on what you hey,
1: need to do. Focus. Hey, hey, the people gonna think you uh you <laughs> stayed in a shack, man. <laughs> hey, how long? How long did you stay in that house though? Uh, about nine years. Wow. Oh no, I thought it was longer than that. Okay, I did
2: too. Nine, like nine 19. ten years. About, about nine, ten years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's funny too because. I think it was actually a gift. And what I mean by that is, at the time that we moved, that's what I needed. You know, we moved around 2009. And that was right after, you know, President Obama came in, the market was down. And the work that I did then was mortgage protection insurance. And that market died, the housing market was was down. So I couldn't sell their products. So I started selling. Uh, a final expense, which is like burial insurance. And that wasn't my element. That I wasn't good at that. So mm-hmm. it was hard for me to make money. Um, so I needed something where somebody could say, hey, you can pay me $600 a month and you can live in this little house. Right. I was thankful. Yeah. You know, I mean, that. really, that that's a blessing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Truly. it was. And, and to know that I had that opportunity and then everything that transpired within a matter of two or three years from that point I needed that. And so I'm grateful because had had I been in a house when I lived in Memphis, I would have lost that. You know. Mm. So so I'm grateful. So sometimes we have to find the good in our challenge. Oh yeah. You know, what sometimes people mean for evil, <laughs> God means for good. So yeah. I just yeah. find the good in it and I and I'm appreciative of it. now I can appreciate
1: right where yeah. I am in
2: such a greater yeah. way.
1: Yeah. I think
2: about, I think
0: about like last year during the pandemic, how like my, my entire industry shut down, shut down. And I will never forget the day when they were running around the theater and we were getting ready to start previews. And, and I was like, I kind of, I need a break. You know, I'm grateful for the work that I've been blessed with and given since I was 19 years old. I'm 36 now. And I've been working consistently in, in an industry where people are like, you're never going to make it my entire career. I'm very grateful for that. But I was like, I need a break. And then the industry shut down for the whole year. And when that first, when it first happened, I was like, oh, OK, vacation. And then when it was like, well, it's not coming back and we don't know when. And the date kept getting further away. I was like, wow, OK, but I needed a break. Mm -hmm. I also needed to focus on my own projects. Mm -hmm. I needed to focus. I needed to uh, sit with myself and assess myself, as you said, Billy, and and stop lying to myself about certain things and figure out how to be uh, impeccable with my word and intentional with my actions and not to say i've discovered everything in with with sitting with myself and being home and working on my stuff last year but i've definitely started to chip away at that list and chip away at that, that the top of that iceberg and get dig deeper and so i definitely i hear you in in the midst of a storm sometimes beautiful things blossom and bloom and we don't even realize it at the beginning
1: mm-hmm. but as
0: you're going through it you know you see that and you discover new things new things well, I,
1: I, just like you said, Tim, I, I heard you say too. be grateful, you know, be thankful in uh, and, and, and and sometimes not even after the storm, but in the midst of the storm or mm-hmm. <laughs> the challenge that you're going through. Uh, and that reminds me of that book, Stacey, that, that you had recommended to me, The Magic mm-hmm. um, and, and going through that 28 day exercise uh, of gratitude every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these these particular things to do uh, for 28 days focused on gratitude and uh, when I did that exercise I noticed how I felt I mm-hmm. felt better you know I just noticed how I, how I was feeling um, but I was able to look at things that I, I've always had and I, I kind of take for granted but mm-hmm. just to sit and be thankful for them you know yeah. and even I think a couple of days out of that uh, uh, 28 days it was it. you know some of the assignments said look at things that Uh, have challenged you uh i think one one of the assignments was uh related directly to money and it said um, to bills i think and it was like when you get bills in say thank you for this bill right yeah and and when you pay the bill say thank you and and it said even if you can't pay the bill say i'm thankful that i got the bill and that the money is coming let me put Mm -hmm. that over here or when i pay the bill oh i'm thankful for this bill because it provides this service for me and, mm-hmm. I'm, and that service enables me to do this and that. And, and it was just a different perspective. Even, it's so simple, yeah. but I, I think that sometimes when we're in a challenge, um, there are things to be thankful for. The other thing about that is, as we grow as individuals, we should have more quality challenges, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when, when I was in my early 20s, I may have had the challenge with, man, I gotta pay the water bill, right? Mm-hmm. That's the challenge you have when you first get out on your own or something, right? right? and you're trying to be an entrepreneur. Well, 20, 25 years later, you shouldn't be having that same challenge, right? right? So we got a better quality problem. And my problem now may be, hey, I'm trying to add people to my team at my company. I'm trying mm-hmm. to accomplish this goal and, and, and we're not on track. Okay, that's a problem, that's a challenge, but let me find something in that to be grateful for. And, and then that's when I think the blessings come because mm-hmm. the energy and the attitude towards that challenge is like, you know, you know, God is looking at us like, listen, you, you you're you, challenged right now. But look at where you are. Look at how I'm blessing you. And and I liken that to being a parent. Right. You know, when if my son Miles comes to me and he's having an issue, I'm, I'm going to tell you something so crazy. It's the simplest thing. But Miles does this sometimes. And we're about to eat dinner and, you know, maybe we're setting the table or something and I'll hand Miles his plate and he'll say, thank you. And like, when he says that, I'm like, man, you're welcome. You know, (laughs) or or if I bring home Chick-fil-A, you know, he'll open it up and he'll say, thank you, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I just think that when we say thank you to God, God is like, man, you are welcome. What else do you need? You Mm -hmm. know, versus complaining, why me? This is all I got, I don't have enough. Mm -hmm. Be thankful and then you'll get more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I sent you to. I got you the book too for Christmas, I know,
1: I know. Um, I'm, and I plan to
2: look at it. I'm once, once I figure out where it is. You gonna You gonna look at
0: yeah. it? <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know where it is right now. <laughs> well, I mean, y'all did just move, so you know. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's such a great it's such a great book. I know when I started yeah. it last year, it like you said, it, it just makes you happy. You mm-hmm. wake up literally happier because. The, the, the you don't sweat the small stuff anymore. you don't yeah. sweat the big stuff kind of and you you just practice intentional gratitude throughout your everyday life. I mean even there was one exercise that I went back and, and did again where you you say thank you to everything. thank you to your feet for touching the ground. yeah thank you for the rug for receiving your feet that touch the ground. and that's, that may sound crazy to some people, but when I tell you it brings you joy, and so when you see people, you know, storming the Capitol on the news, you go, oh, yeah, knew that was coming. But you can go let them have it and go on about your day,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. I think Billy, Billy said something that, that I thought was interesting. Um, when you have a certain mindset, a certain attitude, blessings come. And I thought, you know, I, I wonder if the blessings always come. Mm. But if you're not ready for the blessing, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you miss your opportunity yeah. and you didn't even know it existed.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So oh, it man. doesn't mean that God doesn't see you. God doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. Somebody else doesn't love you. The opportunities for jobs aren't presenting themselves. What have you done to be prepared for the opportunity when the opportunity meets?
0: Yeah. hmm
2: So if you're not in the right place and that place might not be a physical place, it could be a mental place.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: There have been times um, I remember I would, you know, I I work all work all day on the phone with clients. And when you're talking all day after so many hours, your mind gets into a fog. My mind gets into a fog. You know, you get tired of talking and I might have this client to talk to at seven, eight o'clock at night. And I just I just don't feel like. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping. (laughs) <laughs> that they cancel <laughs> right i'm i'm hoping um and and before COVID, you know I, I might have to drive somewhere or go down if i was working out of town i might have to go to the lobby and meet <laughs> that client and but i gotta put on that face right mm. i gotta put on that face like i'm excited like i'm ready to work with them just like it's the first person that day and that's the person that i closed the deal on right. mm. because i was ready i still showed up yeah yeah I still had to have the right attitude. And then I get to the end and I'm like, man, I'm glad I showed up. I'm glad <laughs> I took the phone call.
0: Right,
2: But it's a lesson, right? Um, sometimes I would want to go to the mall and then um, I end up getting busy doing some work and don't go. And then I get a phone call or something happens and I get some work done. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I didn't go to the mall.
0: Hmm.
2: It's all about the choices we make and we have to develop the consistency in making the right choices over and over and over again. And we may not see it on the front end, but I guarantee on the back end, of the reward is so much better. Yeah.
0: If people still go to the mall, even before COVID? <laughs> like that's a thing?
1: Hey, they do down here, trust <laughs> me. They going to the mall. Hey, real quick, I just want to give, make sure people know the book we're talking about is The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. Yeah, by Rhonda she wrote Byrne. The Secret. Yeah, she's also you probably heard of the secret, so she wrote the secret as well. But that her book is called this book that we're referring to is called the magic. Um, and and uh, yeah, grab that book. I actually didn't even buy the book, Stacy. Uh, yeah. I think you got it for Kim as well. I
0: got it. Yeah. But
1: I I went to YouTube and there's actually a community of people, mm-hmm. and that do a video for each day. Yeah. on on uh youtube and you can follow certain people and it's like a five to ten minute video each day and they they mm-hmm. actually read the chapter out loud and then they read the assignment so i would just do that every morning and mm-hmm. listen to somebody read it and then get the exercise um but uh i guess kim got the book now and go back through it but i like what you said tim because i think man you know you you're right i believe that blessings always coming like, mm-hmm. and, and when you get in the spirit of gratitude, mm-hmm. that's what you're thankful for, right? You're thankful for these blessings, whether big or small, right? And and so the blessings are always coming. And, and I think like mentally, we probably miss more blessings than we receive oh, yeah. or notice. And mm-hmm. and, and I yeah. know that to be yeah. true, because when I get in a state or, 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 or a sense of gratitude, I recognize more blessings mm-hmm. that I've asked for, that I pray for, mm-hmm. right? they they didn't necessarily come how I expected them to come, but because I'm in a spirit of gratitude, I recognize the the blessing. Right. And, and so, so I think this that's, that's why being um, grateful and, and having thankfulness consistently and being intentional about it is so important so that we can just recognize the opportunities because uh, I I think uh, Thurgood Marshall said, you know, most people don't recognize their blessings because it shows up in overalls. And, and what he was saying is it doesn't show up how you think it's going to look. It's
0: how you want and, it. And, it, mm-hmm. and it
1: shows up like looking like work. Right. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like you said, Tim, you had to run that last appointment. You had to go do some work to get that last blessing, even though you were tired. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, I promise you, uh, I, you know, I run a, a, a my tech technology company and I got a small sales team. And sometimes we get company leads in. And, and guess who I'm gonna give the leads to? I'm gonna give the leads to the salespeople who are the most grateful for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And how do I know they're grateful? Cause they working. <laughs> if, if I see you putting yeah. in work, if I if I see your attitude, you got a positive attitude, then guess, that's who I wanna give the leads to. That's who I wanna bless. And I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Stop lying to you,
0: Sam.
1: So drop the mic yeah <laughs> all right all right that's hey listen, uh so what how are we looking on time stacy know, know he... I,
0: I haven't really been paying attention today okay I've been, okay I've been in okay. The conversation you i think understand? it's uh oh,
1: it's uh a... oh, 45 minutes though yeah well so, depending on when you it yeah. depends on when you start the uh start the uh actual and that party. and that's and that's good time i think
2: we've been giving some good nuggets though to, today Oh yeah, well, yeah,
0: I, no doubt. I, I truly do. I, you know, I
2: think, but but I think I, I think this leads people into into a a, a a different way of thinking for this year because you know the idea of New Year's resolutions it just doesn't work, right? I mean, you know, everybody gets excited about doing something. And I, I get tickled when I would go to the gym and I'm like, I know I ain't gonna get on my treadmill for the first three weeks because <laughs> everybody going to the gym. Yeah, you know, oh, I got. Uh, yeah, they 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 gonna be there. And and but after three weeks, they go and everything go back to normal again. Yeah, because people have
0: been just, li- they lie to themselves about the resolutions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 you know, they don't have that accountability. <laughs> you yeah, know? that's true. You get
2: that or account- they don't want that accountability,
1: you right. know. Um
2: and, and and the thing is, I think what we're doing is we're saying, look, if we can learn appreciation. For what we already had, and help by allowing people to keep us accountable to the truth and not the lie,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we will get better yeah. in this year. But yeah. you know, we'll get you get know, better in life. And
1: go ahead, Tim. Go for it.
2: Well, I was going to say, and 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 the, and the reality is, it won't just be us that gets better our environment will get better, Yeah, the people that we're closest to, because they'll feed off of our energy, and yeah. how we're living, and what we're saying and doing, and they will change, so our environments will conform to our behavior, mm-hmm. uh, if we if we eat ice cream and candy every day, then the people around us gonna like, can I have some, and then they're going to start eating candy and ice cream every day, <laughs> not everybody got diabetes, you know, but if we well, ice cream attention. and candy don't cause diabetes
1: all the way. Oh, Genetics God. too. You eat it all the time. <laughs> hey, hey, but that's real though. If you if your cup runneth over, you gotta get a water to somebody else, you know. You got that's right. So that's I mean right. that's that's key. That's key. Uh I I just want I just want us to to make sure that uh we constantly check. We have parameters in place to check our belief system, you know. And I think a good way to do that is to, to, to see your results. Look at your results, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there's a scripture that says you could tell a, a, a tree by the fruit it produces. You know, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. And, and, and so for me, you know, I'm constantly looking at what am I producing, you know? Is it in line with wh- what goals I set? You know, and 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 if it's not, then we just got to look at the evidence, man. We got to look at the evidence, and if you if you don't see what you need to be seeing, then you need you need to switch that thing up. Mm-hmm. You need to switch it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you have
0: to be willing. You have to be willing to switch it up too. Yeah. And if you're not ready, that's okay too. Honestly, if you aren't ready to switch it up, that's okay. But understand that then you'll be stuck, yeah. a sitting duck. You know.
1: Yeah, that's all right. Hey, um. So listen, uh, Before we close out, Stacy, I want to know: Are you going down to the, uh, to DC? Um. Uh,
0: you know, here's the
1: thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. So
0: I wanted to go to the inauguration.
1: Yeah. Um, What's it
0: called?
1: Huh? You want to go where? To
0: the inauguration.
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said inauguration. Ign- that too.
0: The inauguration okay, is okay. what I was gonna go to. No, I wanted to go to the inauguration. Um, I I knew because of COVID that there would be some restrictions in place. I reached out to uh, my representatives um, of my district here in New York. Mm. And um, I think after yesterday, it all needs to be virtual, to be quite (laughs) honest. I think, you know, Biden needs to be in the White House, in the Oval Office. I think Kamala needs to, I guess, also be in the Oval Office. I think it needs to be virtual and no one needs to be outside because you know, I was watching the news this morning and and they were talking about how they're going to build these fences that are seven feet tall and all this stuff. Um, but you just never know who's on the inside because right. these people were able to actually. Bre- the the, the capital has not been breached since right before the Revolutionary War right. by the British. And so the fact that they were let in because we all saw it, we saw right. it with our own eyes in real time. Uh, lets me know that there are people working on the inside there are people on the inside whether they're police officers whether they're you know senators or or or, 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 um other people work congress working in there that are helping these people and if not helping them they agree with them and they're aligning themselves with them and so i think everything just needs to be virtual to protect our incoming president and vice president i will be watching and cheering because um just like what happened in Georgia yesterday outside of everything that happened in the Capitol. It was a great day yesterday and and we must celebrate these victories because this country is moving forward and we can't get distracted by this small group of people. We have to remember that this is a small group of people. Yes, millions of people voted for Trump to, to serve four more years, but at the end of the day, what happened yesterday was a small group of people and i think people who did vote for him are coming to terms with what they voted for mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll they'll wake up a little bit more and we can move forward and 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 mend this country back together because it is truly divided so no i will not be going to dc to answer your question hey i will be in new york okay. city screaming at the top of my lungs having a right. of champagne
1: all right all right <laughs> Well uh I think I think that's a wrap y'all let's wrap yeah. this baby up we we dropped some 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 nice insights and nuggets uh we do have a takeaway which was the book so you know go grab that book hey you you in fact, I tell you what you do the book is on our website okay yes. so just go to them3podcast.com and uh, if you want to purchase the book you just you know it'll just click on it it'll take you to Amazon so you can grab it. But it's a great exercise. Yeah. Or just go to YouTube and, and check out the videos. Yeah. You know, I always do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, Tim, you got any last words, man?
2: No, I think I think what you guys said is so great. Um, if we if we just be honest and accept our, our, our own truth or uh, what is true, and and allow ourselves to be accountable, be held accountable, we'll be so much better. We'll
1: make that decision. Um, <laughs> When your internet start, it, we like. No, oh, I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with my internet. <laughs> I know what's wrong okay, with my internet.
2: What's wrong with I'm uh-huh. having to use. I'm having to. No, I'm having to use my phone because the guy came to bury the internet line and then he cut the line. So oh, my internet got him. cut. My cable and internet got cut, and they're supposed to come this afternoon. Oh wow!
1: So you're using yeah. your hotspot on your yeah. phone? I'm using my hotspot today, yeah. Wow. Does That's he still work
2: for the cable company? He don't work. No, they're contractors. And when I talked to Comcast, they were like, well, every once in a while that happens. But I'm like, seriously, dude? They cut. Hey, I mean, he's time- supposed to bury the line. He cut yeah. He messed up the line. He
0: was but, lying yeah. to himself
1: about his skills. I mean, we, got, we got AT&T at my house. One time I was cutting the grass. I saw the line, but I was like, ah, I'm not going to cut it. I rolled wrote- <laughs> the line over it. Click, click. Lied to yourself. Like, oh, mm-hmm. good thing about it was it was in the morning and AT&T li- literally came out there like three hours later. And uh, some dude, wow. I was wondering why I was just laying on the ground. And I didn't think it was the line to my house. I was like, it wouldn't be on the ground. It was. so yeah, we-
2: they, they they send somebody else to bury the line. That's what they call it. Um, oh, okay. But it's not the technician. Yeah, the technician just hooks up your cable and they yeah. have to send that guy up to bury the line.
0: Wow, it's a job for everything
1: out like there. Yeah. Keep everybody employed. Well that's yeah. your that's some information for you guys just in case. Uh <laughs> you yeah.
0: didn't know.
1: All right, y'all. We'll holler at y'all. We'll see y'all next time.
0: Peace
1: and blessings. All
0: right. Deuces. Peace. <laughs>